Aloha, and welcome to my Messy Little Life podcast. This is episode 39, Courage. Last week, my son was invited to go swimming at his friend's country club. Two of my mom friends and I were taking turns with the kids to give each other a break. I agreed to pick the other friend up along the way, since that mom had something else going on that day. Because I refused to rush around and stress out over being on time, like I did in my previous life, I almost always arrive early now wherever I go. So when we pulled up in front of his friend's house about 15 minutes too soon, I parked the car and started to get out to put sunscreen on him while we waited. But her mom was already coming out of the house, looking a little frantic. We're early, I said. And then she asked, are you good with centipedes? Without missing a beat, I said, yep. I don't have many strengths or hidden talents, but I can do bugs. Maybe it's all the times I've lived alone without anyone to kill them for me. Or maybe it's just in the grand scheme of things. Bugs are the least of my worries. I can handle them. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't think centipedes are creepy or prehistoric creatures and the stuff that nightmares are made of. And I've seen my share of them. When I lived on Maui, it was much more tropical where I was with centipedes, cane spiders, and flying roaches. Once, when my son was little, he and my husband were both sick with the flu. They were napping, and I was exhausted from taking care of them. I decided to take a break and sit on the couch and rest my eyes for a second. I must have dozed off, because the next thing I knew, my son was screaming, Mommy, Mommy, there's a bug! I opened my eyes, totally disoriented, to find my cat batting at a centipede. I jumped up and ran toward the kitchen, grabbing every weapon and container in my path. I slammed a drinking glass down on it to contain it. Meanwhile, my son had woken up his dad to tell him what was going on. My husband stumbled out in his underwear like, what day is it? I showed him the centipede under the glass and handed him a knife. He looked confused. If you know, you know. But if you don't know, it's that centipedes refuse to die. You can't just squish them or flush them down the toilet. You have to dismember them. It's violent and disgusting. So when I explained this to him, he looked at me like I was being dramatic. And maybe I was. But if you lose a centipede or a cane spider inside your house, you basically have to burn the thing down and find a new place to live. At least that's what I would do. So when he slipped a card under the jar and carried the thing outside, I followed him out there and I said to him, do not fuck this up. So I followed my friend who was leading me to the centipede and I heard her scream. As I came around the corner, I saw it out in the open, outside, on a concrete walkway between two doors. I had only been to her house one other time, and I didn't realize that she had a guest house that she rented out. Her tenant had her head poking out of the door with a nervous smile on her face. I was feeling pretty confident, so I said, don't worry, I got you. And I asked my friend for a knife. 
The centipede wasn't the biggest one I'd ever seen, and it was just sitting there, not even really trying to run away. They don't scurry like cane spiders do. I mean, they can move, but not as fast. Maybe he was already half dead, like the ones I find outside my house after the exterminator comes. I was making jokes and calming everyone down the way I do. When she handed me the knife, I just went to it, got right down to business. The tenant was squealing and telling me how brave I was. I told her I had been through a few things, and this didn't really compare. As I was cutting it into segments, the kids were commenting on how each section was still moving. My friend was still kind of freaking out in the background. And when I scooped it all up into a bowl to take to the trash, her tenant told me I was her hero. It felt good to help. My job was done. So we headed off to the pool. Because the kids were going to swim for two hours, and the country club is a half an hour from my house, it didn't really make sense for me to drive back and forth. I knew it was supposed to be a favor to me, to give me time away from him. But the thought of coming and going was kind of stressing me out. So I told my friend when we got there that I knew she had to work, but I was just going to hide out nearby and pretend I wasn't there. So I sat in the far corner of her cabana, in the shade, reading my book, texting back and forth with a friend, and watching the kids swim. It was peaceful, except for this wasp that kept buzzing around me. It reminded me of the wasps that we see at the pool at the rec center we belong to. They would practically stalk us and follow us around to the point that we stopped going there, because my son is terrified of them ever since he got stung at the beginning of the pandemic. It was when our entire world was shut down and he was starting to seriously grieve the loss of his dad and it felt like we were living in the twilight zone. We were feeding the ducks in the pond near our house when we ran into a mom and her two kids that were new to the neighborhood. I was chatting away with her when all of a sudden my son started screaming. He had been stung by a wasp and he was terrified. Like me, he has health anxiety, so he worries about what will happen to him physically. He had never been stung before, so not only was he in pain, but he was scared. I put an ice pack on it and calmed him down and headed home. I was relieved to learn that he was not allergic, but the next day, his leg, where he had been stung, was all blotchy and itchy. I sent a picture to his pediatrician, and when I spoke to him on the phone, he said that it looked like a reaction to the venom that the wasp had left behind, and he recommended Benadryl. A few weeks ago, my son was stung just above his knee by a bee at the beach, and it had the same reaction, this time with a little bit of swelling. At the country club pool, my friend was taking a lunch break from her work, so we got into a conversation about our boys. We were chatting and laughing when all of a sudden I heard my son scream, and I knew right away that he had been stung. It's one of the few things that would elicit such a dramatic reaction from this self-conscious tween in front of all of his friends. I jumped up and got the first aid kit out of my backpack, grabbing an ice pack and an antiseptic spray. My friend was already at the bar getting a bag of ice and some wipes. I took my son aside and sat him down. 
He was terrified and angry, and I was trying to calm him down. He was holding a bag of ice on his thumb where he had been stung. And when he saw another wasp buzzing around, he announced that it was time to go. I gathered our things and thanked my friend and got my son and his friend into the car. As we were driving back to her house to drop her off, I was listening to the kids talking in the back seat. She said to him, I thought you were going to cry. My son said, I did cry. She said, I hate crying in front of other people. And he said, me too. Poor baby. Then she said, wow, that looks really swollen. And he said, yeah, I can barely bend my thumb. That's when my radar went up. Swelling cannot be good. And even though his knee was swollen with the bee sting, the fact that he couldn't bend his thumb had me concerned. I can't tell you exactly what I was worried was going to happen. Nothing about anxiety makes logical sense. In fact, whenever I've tried to explain my fear to someone, it sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth. And I've actually had people laugh before and say to me, don't be silly. Nothing's going to happen to you. They clearly don't have anxiety because telling someone not to worry never, ever works. It's infuriating, really, like being told to calm down when you're angry. So when I pulled up to my friend's house to drop her daughter off, the same house where I so confidently murdered that centipede earlier that day, all of that courage and bravery I had before was gone. I was anxious. I was insecure. I was helpless. I can do bugs, but I can't do medical stuff. Injuries, mysterious symptoms, random pains, no thank you. And it's bad enough when it's on me, but it's 10 times worse when it's my kid. Because he can't give me any information. Every question I ask is met with, I don't know, or it's hard to explain. Useless. I was talking fast, trying to tell her what happened, and trying to figure out what I needed to do. I took him into the bathroom to wash it out and thought maybe I should just take him to urgent care. When we came out of the bathroom, she had some baking soda and water to try to draw the venom out. I was trying to Google care center locations on my phone, but I didn't have my glasses on. It occurred to me that I wasn't even sure where to take him because he and I have different medical insurance and all of that was swimming around in my head. I was mumbling to myself and squinting at my screen she came over and took my hand and said, look at me. I need you to take a deep breath. I smiled and did what she said. She was right. I needed to calm down. And she had me do it again. Then she took my phone and put the name of the center around the corner from her house into Google Maps. She put a bag of frozen vegetables on my son's hand wrapped it in a dish towel, and sent us on our way. We were even. The urgent care was less than five minutes away, and by the time we pulled into the parking lot, I felt much better. I knew it was not an emergency and that he was okay, and I really just wanted some guidance, some reassurance that the swelling was no big deal, and some instructions on how it should be handled in the future. 
After filling out some paperwork and waiting in the room for what felt like forever, the doctor finally came in. They had checked my son's temperature, oxygen levels, pulse. He said everything looked fine, and it was just a reaction to the venom. He said we did the right thing by putting ice on it and coming in to double check, and he was going to prescribe something I could give him for the itching and the swelling. He asked if my son could swallow a pill, and I told him I wasn't sure. He had never tried. So he prescribed a liquid antihistamine and a one-time dose of liquid steroid along with a topical cream. So we headed off to the Target pharmacy to pick up the medication. I'm not big on medication. In fact, I hate it for myself, and I'm kind of stubborn about taking it. But I'm also not a total hippie. I mean, there's a time and a place for it, and I was trying to trust that this was this. After waiting for about 20 minutes or so, we were finally heading home. By the time we got there, it was getting close to dinner time, so I quickly put some ground turkey on the stove for tacos and took the medicine out of the bag. I started with the topical cream on his thumb. Next, I gave him the liquid antihistamine, which smelled like grape, followed by a large dose of the liquid steroid that smelled like crap, which he washed down with Gatorade. Then he started to panic. He said, Mom, Mom, and was grabbing at his throat. I got nervous. What the fuck did I just give him? Was he having an allergic reaction to the medication? He said, I don't know. My throat feels weird. I'm scared. I have learned the hard way that only one of us can panic at a time. So I took a deep breath and gave him the floor. He was screaming at me to give him water, and I realized that the taco meat was burning on the stove behind him. I stayed calm, gave him a glass of water, and turned the burner off. I waited a minute. I realized by his body language that he might need to throw up, so I pointed at the kitchen sink. Throw up in here, I said. More panic, more yelling. I don't want to, he said. I know, but you'll feel better. Your stomach doesn't like it, so you need to get it out. That's all, I told myself. He just needs to throw up. He's going to be okay. I was rubbing his back to calm him down and let him know I was there. He started to throw up. A little bit at first. Red Gatorade. Then there was more. This is the part in every situation where I start to get pissed. Being sad and scared and helpless, it's too vulnerable and complicated. But anger is easy, so I get angry. I was angry at the doctor for prescribing these meds. I was angry at myself for giving them to him. But mostly, I was angry at my husband for leaving me here to do this, this life, this challenging, terrifying, lonely life by myself. He's an easy target, seeing how he's not even here anymore to defend himself. It's easy to blame him for everything that goes wrong. Every struggle, every bump in the road, every heartbreak. After my son threw up a few times, I could tell he was better. Something just didn't agree with him. He's a lot like me, that kid. 
physically and emotionally sensitive. I was so relieved and exhausted and just done. But at least he was okay. And I knew this because he looked at me and said, can I go play online with my friends? Yeah, he's fine. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow my blog at mymessylittlelife.com and you can follow my Messy Little Life podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, take good care. Aloha.